Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, here at the Gospel for Life, we are always wanting to do things bigger and better. So there's that song that we all hear at Christmas time, the 12 days of Christmas. And of course, we all know how it goes. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. Well, instead of a mere 12 days, we're going to give you 15 days of Christmas. And specifically, we're looking at 15 reasons why Jesus had to be born. So far, we've looked at five of those. And if you've missed any of our previous broadcasts, just subscribe to our podcast at The Gospel for Life. And this morning, we're going to be looking at reason 10 for why Jesus had to be born. And here is the reason. Jesus was born to show his own love for us. Uh, So far, I think we've kind of laid a foundation of theology and why it's so important and critical for our salvation. But Jesus actually does love us. God actually loves us. John 3.16, most famous verse in the Bible, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So first of all, brothers, let's just ask a question. Why should this verse shock us? Why should it be shocking that God so loved the world? What did we do to deserve this type of love? I think if we just, once again, just kind of look at this from a different angle, sometimes I think there's this wrong viewpoint in the mind of people that there was something missing in God, that he was incomplete without the love of his people, um, and that he needed um, something more. And I think we just need to be very, very careful with that type of, of thought process. God was completely and is completely satisfied in his own in himself. being, yeah. in his own triune love, that the communion of the three persons of, of the Trinity. And so we... We don't want to go down the path where we say there was something lacking in God that he found in us, and therefore that's why he loves us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. I want to just give that caution because you hear that mm-hmm. in broad Christendom that this satisfies a need mm-hmm. in God. So mm-hmm. God wasn't lonely. He wasn't lonely. He wasn't <laughs> bored. He didn't lack a satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and. Love. And I successfully didn't answer the question. Oh, that's yes. okay. That's a good setup. <laughs> yeah. That's a great setup. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, John in in First John, his first epistle, tells us God is love, um, mm-hmm. and this is one of the one of the aspects of God's character that we're not. It's not simply given as a descriptor. Mm-hmm. God is loving, um, or or not that it's just God loves. But God is love. God, in His very essence, is mm-hmm. this and and love. And we know from human experience that, that 
love is an outflowing. Love is an outreaching. Mm-hmm. And so you're absolutely right. As we as was said earlier, you know, God's not lonely. Um, God eternally delights in the Father and the Son and the Holy right. Spirit eternally delighting in one another. Mm-hmm. Have no need of us for an outward this outflow of love. Um, and this is why we this is why we uh, don't find John three sixteen astonishing because we don't recognize that about God. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, I, you know, you mentioned first John four, um, we're told there in, in verse 10, in this, the love of God was made manifest amongst us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him in this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the astonishing thing because we're we're unworthy of that love, um, but God chose to love us. He set His love upon us. Romans five eight said, "But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us." Yeah, and the, and the manner of His coming into the world, mm-hmm. the way the way that Jesus is born mm-hmm. as a helpless infant. Mm-hmm. Um, Remember, uh, 1 Corinthians 13 tells us love does not demand its own way. Um, that God, that the man, just the manner of God's coming into the world, the manner of the incarnation, uh, shows us a depth of love uh, beyond what we would have imagined or dreamed up. And one of the reasons we know the gospel is true, by the way, and I forget the exact name for this that apologists use, even one of you guys will remember, the fact that the gospel, the events of the gospel are something that no one would have predicted, that God would be born among us as one of us. Um, that's love. Mm-hmm. That's the essence of love. Yeah. I think, I don't remember who had said it now, but it might have been John Piper, said, how do you understand, how do you put some sort of value judgment on love? Well, it's that the costliness of the gift. Yes and the nature of the recipient of the gift. Mm, yeah. And mm-hmm. so God gave the highest priced gift that he had, his own son, to the most unworthy recipients, yeah. right. rebellious sinners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you see the, the um, when we look at our own and evaluate our own love, most of our love is, is actually quite selfish. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's terrible to admit, yes. but I, I, it's very true. I mean, we give... So often, because of what we're going to get in return, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, God is giving out of his nature. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why what Phil said earlier is so important. God is love. Why does God love us? Because God loves us. Yeah, We right. can't find the reason outside of God. The yeah. only right. reason we can read John 3.16 and say, God so loved the world is because that's the nature of God. Yeah. And so we can't look at at the the reason for the love of God anywhere outside of himself. Which is why it's so shocking. It is shocking. Like if you think about the universe um, and all the creatures that exist, all of creation, man is the only creature that is in rebellion against God. And God didn't send an angel to die for us. 
God didn't send one of his prophets to die for us. God didn't accept the, the sacrifice of sheep or oxen for our salvation. He sent his only son. And when we give gifts to people that we love, we're always counting the person more valuable than the gift. And Stephen Charnock, the Puritan said, in this sense, God counted our salvation more valuable than the, the human earthly happiness of his own son. He was willing to put his own son through misery in order to secure our eternal salvation. Mm-hmm. You know, even, uh, even on the human level, when we, when we think of, of, of human love and as, fall, as far short as it falls from God's love, but even on the human level, we would acknowledge that uh, love is expressed by the gift of presence. And I don't mean presence like Christmas presents, but presence, being there. To be present with people, to be present with the ones we love, to be present for them is how we express love. The people who love you are the ones that are going to be there for you. We know that on the purely human level. And the gospel is that God came to be with us. That's The prophet said mm-hmm. his name shall be called Emmanuel. It means God with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jesus is born alongside us, with us, to be with us. It, it is the ultimate expression of love. Yeah, Christ came into the world to show us the riches of God's love. And we only really truly understand um, that love when we understand his own love for his son, uh, which was perfect, intimate, deep, committed, and uh, love without limits that wasn't subject to change because this is one of the attributes of God. And in in Jesus Christ, God loves his own believing children with that same incomprehensible, mm-hmm. infinite, and unchangeable love. We're told in Ephesians 5.1 that Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, that he loved the church and gave himself up for him. And and Romans 8.32 shows this love of God, the Father, when it says, He who did not spare his own Son but gave him up for us all, how will you not with him also graciously give us all things? He loves us that much. Mm-hmm. He loves us with the same love that he loves his Son. Mm-hmm. When he sent his Son into the world, it wasn't because he ceased loving his Son. In fact, everything that Jesus did pleased him. Uh, and it, he was pleased with the obedience of Christ. And Jesus demonstrated his love for the Father by being obedient to him. Yeah. So we see this, the riches of God's love in the fact that he came to be born as he was in that manger. Mm. This, this is, to me, one of the most shocking passages in all of Scripture. It's John 17. He's, Jesus is praying for eventually all that would believe and you get to the end of that in John seventeen twenty two. it says, The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as you loved me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That is a shocking startling, arresting statement Mm -hmm. that the Father loves his people like he loves his own son. Right. And then it goes on and says, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Yeah. 
there's this this beautiful inner trinitarian conversation that's happening at the same time he's letting us eavesdrop in on the great love of the triune god for his people yeah. and the greatest love of the triune god is that they someday will behold him in all of his glory yeah. um which is really the 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 pinnacle yeah. of the love of god for his people that we may be transformed in the image of 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 his son. Right. And you keep and on using that, that language of his people, his people, his people. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about John three sixteen, we all acknowledge that we would give the free offer of the gospel to every creature under heaven. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And there's a sense that we can even say to every creature under heaven that God has shown you his love. Yep. But when we're talking about why Jesus came to the earth, it is because he had a specific, particular, special love for his people. So if you're a believer today, you don't have to wonder if God just loves you in some generic way as if, you know, that's what who God is. God is love and so he has to love me. No. All those verses that you just read in John 17, those are all specifically targeted at the people of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Jonathan just quoted this from Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Mm-hmm. It's a very specific love. Um, there's yeah. multiple verses that and, speak and of that specific You can go into love. the book of Ephesians, and we, we find this even in the first chapter where it says, you know, speaking of, of God, in love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. Mm-hmm. So so he has actually predestined some for adoption. Mm-hmm. You know, this is his plan before the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. And you know, so so you know, we're we're told this in the birth narrative, you know, that when when God tells Joseph to name the infant Jesus, he says She'll bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's right. That's right. Amen. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. If you've missed any of these reasons for why Jesus had to be born, just subscribe to our podcast, The Gospel for Life, and we hope to see you next time. 